Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, hello, After Buzzers, and welcome back. I just wanted to let that play yeah. for a minute because it's so nice. We've been listening to Edelweiss <laughs> constantly uh, as we start these shows, and last week we switched over to this from the uh, Crown Prince's speech, and I just, I love it. It's epic. Uh, it is, right? <laughs> um, welcome back, After Buzzers. This is, uh, we're, uh, tonight we're discussing Man in the High Castle, episode 8. End of the world. My name is Taylor Bolt. You can find me on Twitter at TayBolt. That's T-A-Y-B-O-L-D-T. Or on Instagram at T-Bolt, also B-O-L-D-T. And I have Keith Black back in the house with me tonight. Keith, hey. say hi to the people. How's it going, people? And you can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black. Super short and sweet. Beautiful. I like it. Mine is, uh, my ancestors gave me an extra <laughs> consonant in my last name. Yeah, but you got the emphasis in it, so that's all that matters. You know, <laughs> you like that? that's a T of punctuation, you know? Exactly. Okay, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it comes off that way um we had we had a really good episode i thought oh yeah this week episode eight was was pretty awesome uh i feel like the last couple have been a little slower as far yeah. as them not necessarily uneventful but like it's been a lot of, of building yeah. tension rising action and i feel like we got some payoff uh this episode which we've been waiting on uh, <laughs> we've definitely been waiting on um i let's dive right in i yeah. think that again there's some um, this one, this one, we didn't have quite the cliffhanger that we did uh, at the end of the last episode, which has been sort of a motif where it's like cliffhanger yeah. and then it picks up the next second. And, and this one, we get, we actually get to see um, some some resistance members right off the bat uh, doing a little fishing and and decoding a message, which I thought was a really cool and I, I believe historically accurate system for how that was sometimes done in, in covert agencies. Yeah, absolutely. I found that part incredibly intriguing. I'm super into the whole spy gambit and seeing like you know the drop boxes and all those different situations right, yeah. so seeing the cipher right from the beginning I, w- I was like okay let's see what i'm gonna pause it let's see what the card yeah. is <laughs> those hole punches and then we were talking a little bit before the show about how like the writing aspect of it and like the penmanship you know the spacing yeah. the letters like, how difficult it would be because <laughs> yeah. it's it's basically like a, it looks like a business card with some hole punches in it and if you hold it over the postcard you can read just the letters inside mm-hmm. the hole punches yeah. But, like, to, to do that, you'd have to put it down and then write your message in the hole punches yeah. and then go back and, like, make a sentence that somehow <laughs> fits that. It just seems like it'd be very 
difficult to do. And also, your piece of paper has to be pretty much the width of a business card. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, you're be... putting this little thing on. <laughs> and let's say you write a paragraph, like an eight by eleven size piece of paper. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, where do I put this? So here, you... here, here. <laughs> that kind of leads me. I- I'm wondering, do you think that? The resistance members, at least the ones that we've met so far, get all of their orders via postcard. Is that? I feel that that's probably the safest way for them to receive their information. But yeah. I also think that this kind of gave us the clue to that they may be a little bit more organized than we previously thought. So having a uniform system for, yeah. as a cipher, I'm sure Lem is not the only one who's received something in this form where he's had to decipher a message. Right. So right. it kind of it goes to the proof that well, oh, these guys may be a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they've got, uh, they're a little bit more savvy, I think, than we gave them credit. But again, yeah. you know, he's, the man, whoever the man is, hasn't been <laughs> caught thus far, so he's doing something right. But I did get the sense that uh, that Lem was sort of, because he, the, remember the, the other two guys brought him this postcard, yeah. so they didn't have a way, I took that as them not having a way to decipher it. Like he, yeah, he, he like the key. held the key somehow. And it looked, I mean, it looked like the piece of paper that he was using mm-hmm. was like pretty worn down, so it looked like he had had it for a while. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how long how long um, you would keep that going. But I guess as long as no one finds the postcard and figures <laughs> yeah, out that's how you're talking to each other. And again, if they do, you'd just be like, oh, I'm at the yogurt stop. You know, one more hole punch and I, and I get a free, right. <laughs> free ice cream. Right, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. We've got, uh, we, we see uh, a little scene with Ed as, uh, the Kempe Tai, which mm-hmm. I looked that up to make sure I was saying it correctly. Yeah. The Kempe Tai, uh, come and they, and they make him make, we, we find out later as we talk to him, he, they made a, a gun, but they, he had, they, they had him make a real gun mm-hmm. instead of just a replica. They actually had him like drill the, drill the barrel and, and everything. Intimidating. Yeah, it's intimidating, <laughs> especially for Ed, who's, Who's I feel like done his best to not get involved with yeah. with Frank's. I mean, he did get involved as involved as you can get when you shoot somebody. That's pretty much it. Sure. But yeah, <laughs> but, yeah okay, absolutely. But, but while trying to not be involved, you know, yeah. like he's always just kind of feel. I felt bad for him honestly when yeah. he's trying to help out uh, Frank and Juliana, and the poor guy's doing whatever he can. He's paying for the tickets. He's like right. doing whatever he can to keep this couple safe. Almost as though he's living through them. Do you think he's going to get caught up in this somehow? Do you think he's going to get more tied up than he already yeah, is? Yeah, because they didn't reveal anything towards him. He went to go pick up the bus tickets, and they kind of just never closed off right, that story. Yeah, that is a good point, and it actually. Just, it's just so juicy. Well, about they, got, the bus they got the bus tickets, though, right? Um, I, they never showed that they were supposed to meet him to get them. Oh, were they supposed to? Mm-hmm. So they haven't. They don't have them yet. Yeah, they were supposed to meet him in an oh, hour. I think they were right. supposed to meet at the location to get picked up. Like, they would meet at the bus stop, and here's your tickets later, guys. It's nice seeing you. Yeah. They all farewell. But I did think it was super interesting when they were with him having him make the gun. I thought the imagery of how they made him look like Frank. It right. Was, it, it blew me away. I was like, wow, is he trying to be like, he had the glasses on, the hair was coming over, he had the, right. the apron on. It, I, I thought it was a flashback for a second just because I was like, he looks yeah. he looks almost younger yeah. here for some reason, Ed's character. They kind of just, they did him up, they combed his hair previously. He yeah. looked a lot like Frank when Frank was in the beginning before right. he made his turn to being uh, what you'd call him, not necessarily revolutionary, but... You know. Yeah, he's I mean, he's definitely. I, I think it's safe to say he's got revolutionary tendencies. Mm-hmm. I, he really. I mean, he's been stepping up since the pilot. Just every episode, a little bit more. But he. He. I feel like he really stepped up this episode too. He was. He's making demands. Yeah. He's making moves. He. You know, was cussing more and just <laughs> more of a man about it. I guess. I'm using my big boy mouth, and, <laughs> exactly. and so you will listen to me. Exactly, and it, it works. It does work. We. We. We find him making the. Uh, the pendant. The. I. I broke down buffalo pendant, but it was. Um, mm-hmm. Was it sitting bull? Is that. Is that yeah. the Indian chief? I, I believe. That's who it was, and it, it was. I, I was kind of shocked by, like, is he getting his medal? Because supplies in this world 
are pretty scarce, correct? Like, especially for... I, my understanding is, I mean, it's it's... You know, whether or not, like, metal itself would be rare, yeah. but this would have to be, I, I don't know, is this silver? Is it... Because, yeah, for, yeah. Well, I mean, how could... It had to be to in order... I mean, I doubt it would just be some piece of iron right, that he right. would have worn around his neck of any atom, because he wouldn't Maybe, have... Maybe, but... Pulled, I, yeah, but... He wouldn't seems... have pulled that from the ground, you know? Right, mostly, right. he he fashioned that from something that they have found. Right. And so it seems... I was just kind of surprised how I was able to procure such valuable metals and materials yeah, so quickly. It, se- it seems interesting because it's... I'm, at least we're given the impression that there wasn't much turnaround between his conversation with uh, Robert in the last episode mm-hmm. about making let's this thing. Yeah, like, let's do this. Just that pronagural conversation. Going into, like, him actually having it. We find him, he's basically finished it. He's yeah. putting finishing touches on it. Uh, he had to have gotten it quickly. I don't think a lot of time has passed. Now, I know he does have, he probably has some sort of access through, his work, yeah. through his work. But again, that can come back to him, too. So I think that... Right, but that, if maybe not. I if guess. he's about to jump town, do you really at that point? Yeah. Do you really care? If you, then you kind of you yeah. screw the pooch a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, I'm burning this bridge. It doesn't matter because I'm not coming back." Exactly. But then if stuff goes awry, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the "I quit" thing. He's yeah. going to the office, throwing up an uproar, and then he realizes, "Oh, I didn't get the next job. I didn't get the next job. Yeah. <laughs> oh darn." <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, he's got to he's got to make it quick and get the money and get out. Maybe it even like lends a further sense of urgency. Where like now this is mm-hmm. is directly traceable to me. And the men they sold them they sold it to. I'm kind of shocked by his just overall wealth for being a lawyer. Right. What? Yeah. Because I just in my mind the, like, the Kasuras, Mr. Kasura, right? Yeah, Mr. Kasura, and mm-hmm. like law is pretty much like law and order just doesn't seem to really exist. It's kind of like a you did it, you're done. Type right. of situation. It's just a, a strong hand of justice. Yeah. So seeing a lawyer, I'm like, what real use would there be for a lawyer? It's interesting. I wonder. Yeah. It seems because it seems having no specifics. It seems yeah. kind of generic. Like it seems just like what's a high paying? What would be a high paying job in this in this world? Lawyer, maybe. <laughs> um, like eh, maybe, but that might speak to. And maybe the court of law there is mm-hmm. is based around higher ups in general. Okay. You know, so it would be more lucrative, I guess. More maybe just a, a symbol of a, a you know profession of symbolism rather than actual practice. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. Maybe it's like he was granted the title of lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> you are a lawyer now. You're a lawyer. We don't need you for anything. Yeah, it's almost like futile in a way. But he was also at the. I mean, not to jump ahead too far, but I mm. just noticed that they cut a quick shot of him at the club that Joe goes to in the in the end. Which I thought was very interesting. They did a really? quick shot. I of him missed sitting that. In a booth. Yeah, I totally missed that. That was him. So interesting. I, okay, cool. So it's, it makes me. That's. I was just leading the fact that maybe his money isn't purely from law. Right. He has, he's he's just right now eighty thousand yen checks. Right. Yeah. To, for, for no big deal. For, for like yeah. yeah. For a necklace presumably worn by an Indian chief. Yeah. I that's mean, a frivolous. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you don't need that. That's a lot of money, and it seems like eighty thousand dollars goes a long way. In yeah. This, or eighty thousand yen. Goes Goes a long way in the society. I know uh, if anyone listened to last uh, last week's episode, we talked about sort of the uh, we actually like crunched some numbers as far as yen goes. But a hundred thousand yen mm-hmm. would be it would be a, a, less than a thousand dollars. It would be eight hundred, nine hundred dollars, yeah, eight hundred fifty four. If you broke it down now, but like you said last week, the, right. the depreciation and how like the economic value would be considering who won yeah, the war that's, probably that's, shifted. That has to be what it is because yeah. I mean t- they treat ten thousand yen, which is is just a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. They they treat ten thousand yen like it's 
a lot, like it's, or eighty five dollars. Yeah. That's what it was. They treat it like it's a lot of money. So it's got to be that when they won the war, the yen appreciated and the dollar probably just vanished. I guess we, <laughs> yeah, we don't ever hear yeah. a dollar mentioned. It's all it's all yen and credits and stuff. Um, yeah, okay. I think I think that that is probably an explanation. But well, um, and also the guy was going to sell the video to the resistance for they, it was something simple. It was like ten yen or a hundred yen or something like oh, that. Oh, that was ten thousand. Yeah, that was ten thousand. Oh, yeah, ten thousand. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. So I mean, if he's going to sell this video and he knows he's risking his life, right? The clearly, value's got yeah. <laughs> your, your well, life has it. to be worth more than. That. <laughs> yeah. He risked it and he lost. Ooh, he played the super lot. Yeah, Powerball yeah, would exactly. play out for him. Yeah, that would change. <laughs> that would change the. I think the numbers in the lottery a lot. If it was like, if you lose, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you get your neck. Your neck is like garrote wired. I don't know exactly how they took him down. It's a rough way to go. I mean, you just don't want to get cut by the accuser that way, right? Well, especially not the accuser, I guess. Well, that brings us back to to the club. It seems mm-hmm. like I mean, this is a, a yakuza run. Yeah. Which the Yakuza is is uh, like the Japanese mafia, mm-hmm. Yakuza run uh, gambling house, I guess, or den. I'd yeah, say it was gambling lounge. houses and then brothels and lounges, stuff like that. Right, what you right. mentioned when they were having the back and forth with the um, Secret Service and you know, the Japanese Secret Service. Right, the uh, the Kempe Tai. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I was going to say it wrong. No, no, I'm no, like, I can I, I can come up with another. I, I thought it was I thought it was Kapi Tai at first, and I was like, that doesn't sound Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's some other. It sounds like an after school special. Exactly, Kempe Tai. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, that was a, a fruitful Google search on, yeah. on my part. Um, Kempe Tai. Uh, yeah, we have some interesting stuff go on with the, with the Japanese police in this. Inspector Kido is... It's phenomenal. Yeah, he, oh, he's, so, he's great. He's, um, I, it seems like he's getting close to wit's end in a lot of ways. And we sort of see why. Because if you remember a few episodes back, we saw the previous, I think, mm-hmm. like, lead inspector commit seppuku, yeah. commit suicide in, like, a garden, <laughs> and then he was handed the reins. So it lends a lot of credit as to why he's having to uh, to be such a hard-ass, basically, yeah. this this whole time, is trying to figure out uh, where this film is to try to, yeah, to, try to <laughs> nail just, down the resistance. It's a just reason to be kind of hard. Yeah, I guess if I, if I saw my predecessor... Uh, off themselves yeah. out of duty, I would I would definitely feel a lot of pressure to uh, to get it right the next time around. But uh, but yeah, we have okay. So we see the resistance members, which is Lim and, and what's the woman's name? I don't re- I don't recall her name. I don't recall her name either. I don't know the, if the she, she mentions it much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we see them come across or come to pick up this package mm-hmm. and pay ten thousand yen, and it doesn't work out because the guy died. The guy who had the film mm-hmm. died, and they get Yakuza have it, and then. The Yakuza also goes to the Kempe Tai, which is the police, and offers them, offers to sell it to them for mm-hmm. 150000 This is what I was a little bit confused about. So it seems like the police turned the Yakuza down, right? Is yeah. that the, the idea? Yeah. So what would have happened if they didn't? If they just accepted the cast yeah, and what, received the film? Yeah. I think that the Kempe Tai, they now would have the film in possession. Right. Now, whether they give it over to the Nazis or not, is just is a whole other question because what we saw at the end was the basic trap between three parties. We had the Yakuza, the Kempitai, and the Ger- Joe in there. Right. So we had the Germans in there, and nobody really knows the other person is in there except for everyone knows the Yakuza's there. You right. know? Everyone yeah. knows someone's going to be there, and the Yakuza I feel like knows that everyone else is there too. Correct. The Yakuza. Yeah. I think that um, it was interesting because yeah, to, to skip, I guess we can we'll we'll talk about the actual final scene later, but we're we're left sort of with like a. 
what's going to happen. Like, this was sort of a cliffhanger as far yeah. as, like, I have no idea exactly what's going to happen with Joe and Juliana next. Uh, but, but until we get there, um, I'd like to, to go back to the, to the Eastern Coast mm. and, and visit our, our good friend John Smith, Obergruppenfuhrer. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, God, that was such a good scene. Him, him in the, in the doctor's office. So we find out that his son wasn't allowed to parta- uh, participate in gym class mm-hmm. or something like that. Or wasn't allowed to participate in the run or the race. And, uh, John Smith goes to see the doctor and learns, God, this was a really powerful scene, learns that his son has, uh, a degenerative mm-hmm. disorder and will only have months to a year of function left, really, before. So his heart, well, it's gotta be the most heartbreaking news as, oh, as a parent to hear about your kid, you know? I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I couldn't imagine, um, just what that would be like on, on that level, mm-hmm. but also there's, a stigma, and, and something I didn't even think about when the scene started, this huge stigma against uh, being invalid, I guess, yeah. in, in the Great Reich. You can't not pull your own weight. Yeah, for you can't exist. <laughs> yeah. So he gives, I mean, John Smith gets this ultimatum, basically. It's not even an ultimatum. It's just, this, this is, is what, what has to, to happen. Yeah. yeah, you have to, um, you have to basically kill your son because yeah. he's now going to be an invalid and the state... <sighs> doesn't tolerate that which it, and it's just so it's so incredible just in the situation of how the whole scene unfolded we start with like you said oh it's shoulder you know so oh, i think it's just a pulled muscle it's him being very fatherly right which we haven't really get to see him be fatherly yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of nice i guess to see this other side it's a little creepy in a yeah. way because we've seen him in a uh more dominating mm-hmm. position before too uh so to see to see i guess the softer side is is nice but still Unsettling, yeah. <laughs> but you get, we got that that look into his heart, and then so he goes to the doctor. And you're like, wow, this is he's taking his kid. He cares about his kid. He's taking him to the doctor, and just by him doing that, I kind of felt something was off. I'm like, he's yeah. gonna get some bad news. The fact that he's going to the doctor, this is a big setup scene to bring yeah. him to the doctor. And the doctor, I loved this. The doctor, the second he sits down, we need to talk to him. He offers him a cigarette. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's classic. <laughs> He's like, you know, sir, a cigarette? He's like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm like, a doctor, oh, yeah. but you should smoke. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I do all the time. It's perfect. <laughs> and so he, they, they have that conversation. And my first thought when he, he said it was um, congenital, I was like, oh, no. Yes. Like, this is karma. Such, such sweet karma. I mean, not great for the kid, but in terms of who this man is. Right, exactly. This is justice on, like, you know, a superficial yeah. platform. And if we, if we look at it, I mean, you know, not that this is... I, and not that you you want bad things to happen yeah. to anyone, but I mean, this kid is sort of being groomed to be exactly like Absolutely. his father, yeah. as far as upholding the state and being a service to the Nazi Party. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's sort of—I I wonder if it's karma for John Smith as much as it's karma in like preventative karma for <laughs> this kid. who the kid's going to yeah. be. And it's not the kid's fault. That's that's the bummer. Yeah, of it, is he didn't know. You know, if, he has no idea. And his father is. You know, his father's it's, ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's, it's one of the most strict men ever, but and he doesn't even know what he does as, you know, in terms of work. And right, so his corporate right. life, like he mentioned later in the episode, oh, what's troubling you? I've just got some work stuff in my mind. Mm-hmm. When I've got work stuff in my mind, it's because, oh, a segment didn't go the way I wanted it to, stuff along those lines. Right, yeah. His work doesn't go the way he plans. Like, people die. It's like super <laughs> exactly. dark. You know, I, Horrible I, things happen. Oh, sweetie, you know. <laughs> oh, it's not Work was rough today. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And he's he's faced with this. The doctor was nice in that it seems like he's going to give him a little bit more time to deal with this thing with his son. But I think this is going to be a big sort of sticking point over the mm-hmm. last couple episodes as far as seeing what's actually going to happen between him and his son. Uh, his son, he, he ran the race. He ran the yeah. race later. Uh, it seemed to do well. I mean, he seems perfectly healthy. Yeah. Mine is being a little tired. 
Yeah, but I mean, but, yeah, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, yeah, if I just ran a race, I'd probably be more tired than he was, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be hard, I think, for just for for his character because he's 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 one of his big stances has been like, I will exact evil in order to protect uh, to protect my family. Absolutely, you know yeah. what I mean. And so now it's to protect his family, he has to sort of do the opposite of mm-hmm. that. Like, if he wanted to protect his son from the Nazi regime, he would have to betray the Nazi regime. And I don't know if... He would make himself a hypocrite for everything he's done. Exactly. It would negate he's everything done. he's pretty much done for his family yes. would now be pointless. I think this is the first instance where his faith in the Reich is not just tested, but it's tested for, on a personal level. Before, yeah, it's, it's easy level. to say, I'm doing this for my family, I'm doing this for my family, because he can see a tangible effect. Oh, look how well I'm doing. I'm doing this, I'm making more money, my family's being more provided for. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time where, oh, something the Reich believes is really kind of biting me. Yeah, like, like big this, this time. Is, this is the big biggest time. thing for him, and this is what he's been fighting for, like you were saying. he's Now, if he follows the Reich, he's killing his own child. Everything he fought for led up to the death of his child. Yes, it's, everything. It's everything. Everything that he's, he's ever, ever supported, every government agency he's mm-hmm. worked for, is now there killing his kid. Which is now, I think, the, the one moment that we get to see over the next couple episodes will be whether he wavers in his resolve to stick through the Reich. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, you would have to. I mean, you would have to at least hesitate, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're a sane human being, you, would, you wouldn't you would be gung-ho about it. You know, you would you would at least pause in, in thinking, like, this is a an institutionalized rule established yeah. by men who are flawed. We're looking at this thing, and now I have to, I have to kill my son according to this law that I uphold. Mm-hmm. But now it's... Now I see how it's not right, I guess. I don't know. And he's got the balance of his older brother that he has to weigh. He saw yeah. his older brother, Edward, Well, suffer. that's the thing. We find out later that his older brother had... Uh, I don't know if it's... I, I originally... Because uh, we see him in a wheelchair mm-hmm. in, a, in an old Paul's photograph. Or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking like palsy or maybe polio. Because yeah. I know that was a, was a Pretty big prevalent deal. back then. Yeah, yeah back, in, back in the day. Um, and then I was thinking maybe it's the same degenerative disease, which I didn't, I didn't write down the name of the disease, but was it Lou Gehrig's or I don't think it was Lou Gehrig's. It was, it was actually, I hadn't heard of it before when he mentioned yeah. it. It was definitely something new to me. And I was like, was, it was intrigued. I was like, I feel like I would have heard of. <laughs> yeah, something. Um, I'll go back and look at the, the notes for the episode just, just to make sure. But, but essentially it's, it's going to leave him paralyzed over the course yeah. of the next year or something. Uh, but it looks like maybe this runs in John Smith's family. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I mean, oh, his, I think if his brother yeah. had it, that uh, he was probably a carrier for it and just pass it on. And he to has son. to blame himself. He definitely has to blame himself. He has to blame himself for everything. I mean, the, the man's got a lot to blame yeah. himself for. Let's be real. Uh, but this just adds to the list. And because, this one, this one affects him. Yeah. Uh, in a way that a lot of the other things that he's done haven't. A lot of the other things that he's done have just affected other people. And I think he's out of veil, and this is the first time that what he's done, he actually can blame himself. Everything else, yeah. he didn't He didn't blame himself because he had reasoning that he felt was more powerful than the issue at hand. Right, yes. Now it's like a greater cause. There's no one else to blame. There's no one else to balance. Ba- what's the greater cause of killing his son? And they right. never showed us him grabbing the injection, so we don't know whether he took it. We don't know whether yeah. he brought it with him. And he also has the option that the doctor gave him where you can get a second opinion. Right. But that means it was going to go into public light. Exactly. And if it's found to be true, then you, there's no way you you have to kill your kid. You yeah. Know, in the exactly. man of your or, stature. Or, or maybe you won't even get to, or you won't get any time left. Because he's saying, way. like, I will, I will give you some time. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's any possibility that the doctor's wrong? Is that, 
Is I mean, ten out of ten when he, on the on the nerve test. He did ten yeah. out of ten. He said it all checked out. I mean, but the, what a if the doctor? But what if, but what if the doctor is somehow trying to? Um, yeah, exactly. Like, what if the doctor is just trying to get him to kill his son for? That's some, that's some maniacal. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> Saying like, hey, you can you can go talk to another yeah. doctor if you want, but if you do that, then you're not going to have the few months that yeah, I want to give risk. you. Yeah. Or I'm going to pull this file. I don't know. I wonder if I wonder if he'll talk to him about it. I wonder if, if John he'll Smith will go back will, to the doctor. Well, not necessarily talk to his son about it. Maybe that, but maybe. Oh. I think next episode they'll probably break down with the with the wife, and she'll yeah. get a, she'll get an inkling that something's you know she'll know that she already knows the kid's been tired lately, and he's he marks John marks it off as always a teen. You know, teens are always tired, right? And yeah, it's yeah. not just growing pain. So she's already suspicious. There's something up. Yeah, with the kids. That's true. So. He's maybe not acting quite the same. God, that's gonna be complicated. Yeah, he had, he had a, he had a big episode. Um, after, after you know, after the difficulties at home, we have uh, his superior, and this was really cool because we got to see sort of for the first time him be subordinate. Subordinate, which he yeah. never has. It, never. Yeah. He is subordinate for the first time uh, in in any of the episodes here in episode eight. Uh, Obes Gruppenführer, mm-hmm. Obes Gruppenführer, which uh, I'm assuming is just a step up from Ober Gruppenführer. Which is his title uh, arrives, Hemreich, uh, Himmelreich, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I wrote down the uh, phonetic way, Heinrich. Heinrich. <laughs> oh wow, I was off. I think Himmelreich was my is my dentist <laughs> when I was growing up. Actually, uh, he was not an Opus Group Jury, though. I'm pretty sure that's a positive dentist. Though. Yeah, it's really good. That's the first thing I look for. Man, in a dentist. With, man with the iron heart. Yeah, you're not a Nazi Ooh. member. Great. Okay, yeah, what a nickname is... though. That was Heinrich's nickname, man. With the oh, I thought you were talking about my dentist. Oh, no, that, that was like, a great I was, nickname I, for I a wouldn't dentist. say that about him. <laughs> I will remove that cavity with <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. You will feel nothing. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm not sure I would go back to that dentist. Uh, Himmelreich was great, though. Yeah. Uh, just a shout-out. Um, so Obes Gruppenfuhrer comes in, and um, this was... Okay, so one of the first things I loved about this scene is he, for the first time since like just seeing random snippets of like Hitler during mm-hmm. VA Day or something like that gives us a little bit of a hint about what's what has happened outside because up until yeah. this point we haven't had any verification that the Germans uh, that the Nazi party had done any of the other historical things yeah advanced yeah, yeah exactly so because I mean let's be real this whole series is based on the fact that World War II went differently yeah. so I wasn't sure how much weight to give historical accuracy as far as what actually did happen yeah, and relate that to the show but he talks about the enslavement uh, of the African uh, continent. Which is crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, th- there was a lot of African yeah. campaigns. I mean, there was a lot of fighting in Africa yeah. because the Nazis had a, a lot of control of Northern Africa, and then yeah. the U.S. and the British fought that control. Um, and then we have... Um, we have what else? What else was it that he said? He was talking about uh, the ex- uh, extermination of the Semites. I believe mm-hmm. was the quote. Uh, the you know, the slaughter, the the Holocaust. Which they were uh, proud. What he was proud of. He was proud of, yeah. and it seems like I mean, it seems like they did it. Essentially, it seems like they finished the work that they started yeah. there, which is sort of horrifying yeah. to think of. Um, but but we got our first taste of oh okay so these things did actually mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. happen as they did in history, uh, and then he goes on to uh, to sort of put. John Smith in a precarious situation regarding Rudolph and his yeah. relationship with Rudolph. So, so some animosity towards him. Yeah. So so Rudolph was Rudolph was captured by this is what what I, something mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure of. He was taken by John Smith's men, not right. by like the SS yeah, or not by some external mm-hmm. um, division. And I we got to see some sort of limitations. Like it seems like he doesn't have. It seems like he's part of a a very specific. Um, Agency, yeah. is that right? Because I, I, I felt like his unit almost. It seems specifically 
um, when they were talking, when Heinrich was talking about him, he was mentioning specifically, oh, you're in charge of the Man in the High Castle films. Right. He placed you directly in charge of that. And he's like, well, yes, he had. He says it condescendingly. And then John Smith replies proudly, yes, I am. And like, in fact, yes, I am in like, charge yes, of that. Yes, he is. He is trusting so me with that. it does make it seem like it's a very secular... Yeah, which you know. I, I wasn't, I, I didn't really get that impression before. I thought that he was just like a general, yeah, I kind of thought he just like a higher up. And, yeah. yeah, and but it's like he has a very niche it's application. Force, yeah, basically yeah. he's he's in control of a task force uh, tasked with with retrieving these these films mm-hmm. from the resistance, or at least preventing them from getting their hands on them in the first place. Um, and it's it seems like. It seems like uh, Obes Gruppenfuhrer has him sort of in the palm of his mm-hmm. hand. Like he has, uh, he uh, knows what he wants. He's coming. He's not allowed to take this prisoner away, but he's going to yeah. just because he can. I guess he has more men. I don't know. It just seems <laughs> like, well, you're not going to stop me. Yeah, it's like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have my troops and you have yeah. your men, and we're not going to fight. Like I'm just going <laughs> to do this. So, ooh, I can't. Too bad. Uh, but it, it again puts John Smith in a precarious situation regarding his own personal matters mm-hmm. because just like the issues with his son is he has he has an emotional attachment with this man because he, he has a lot of history with him I don't know I mean how would you he hasn't tortured him which you is know? Shocking, surprising yeah I guess I, mean, I guess he's just got I guess some of the stuff that we saw because you were here for uh, episode 6 right the VA was, day yeah yeah because yeah, we talked about how um, how distraught he was having uh, to bring him in yeah yeah and it's all of that is real. I mean, we weren't. I guess I wasn't sure at least how much of that was truthful, how much of that was him actually being really sorry about this, about well, turning him in. Yeah. Let me pose this to you. Okay. Now that we've seen his relationship and what he's learned with his kid, mm-hmm. and now he's facing that mortality of his situation, and you know, like we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. everything that he's done. Now he can't justify right. if he has to kill his kid. Maybe Rudolph was actually that first essence of wow if this guy that i thought was a brother in arms mm. and i thought was my twin in terms of what our justification of what we had done yeah. is now wavering in his beliefs and is willing to betray the you know fatherland for his beliefs right yeah am i wrong like have, have i been resolved? wrong yeah exactly and what? So maybe that's why there's that it's interesting it wasn't a doubting of or a remorse towards you know turning in his friend rudolph but more of his self-reflection going oh no right Rudolph. so he's keeping him around because he feels he can get that information out of him because that's going to reflect on him. He's more trying. Right. To, he's digging in Rudolph to find out about himself, kind of kind of situation. Right. So him being removed from the facility, not only is he like I, I just I can't get I can't wrap my head around the idea that he actually cares strongly about Rudolph. I just don't see him you being don't a so? compassionate man in terms of regardless I don't know. of I, war bonds. Okay. Yeah. I I can see. I can really go either way. Yeah. Um. I could see. I mean, here's the thing. If he hasn't tortured him. I think that is a show of, of solidarity. You know what I yeah. mean? Because uh, we've seen him have no problem torturing <laughs> men in the past. Yeah. Like, it's just no big deal. Like, we Can just torture flog him until yeah, he speaks. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that was episode two, I think. And so the fact that he hasn't, he hasn't, uh, harmed him at all, he's just been trying to get this information out of him peacefully, shows, um, that he still, he still cares in yeah. some way. That he can't quite bring himself to do that, or he at least feels like he owes it to him. And he did say, I haven't tortured you yet. Yeah. You know he's going to. 
I yeah. am just going to torture you. So, you know, tell me what you know now because, you know, I'm kind of your buddy. I'm, like, I'm the yeah. only friend you got right now. Exactly. He'll, he'll try to, he'll try to get it, uh, yeah. get him off easy, I guess. Or yeah, I'm not really, with honey. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure what he could do though in this situation. It seems like this guy is going to come take him either Regardless way. of him yeah. giving the information. I, exactly. I got what I needed. You guys can go home. I, yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see him being like, oh, okay, great. Oh, it's well, like, thanks, John. <laughs> thanks, John. Well, now we're going to torture him and get him for ourselves too. And um, that relationship, though, like, uh, Heinrich is, was super condescending towards John. Yeah. And I think we learned a lot about John in terms of him, like, the speaking of, right. uh, of uh, German. Yeah, you brought that up uh, right before we started the episode, and it was it's really interesting, because I, I wonder if, you know, I'm, I'm first thing I thought is, this guy wasn't didn't fight for Germany. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't fight for Germany in the war, because there's, there's no way that your name is John Smith... <laughs> And you speak only English. Yeah. You don't speak German, and you fought for the Germans in the war. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's, the timing doesn't add up, especially because of his age. Yeah. He would have been in his twenties when the war was happening. Yeah, and he wouldn't. And if he doesn't speak German, he wouldn't have been a German nationalist. There's no way. Yeah, I think that. I think, a, <laughs> I think he up. was a. I think he was an American soldier. I think. I think, that, or at least was. I mean, probably, yeah. Rudolph. I, mean, I don't know if I don't know if Rudolph. Well, you know, we saw it. We we've seen precedents where mm-hmm. we saw uh, in what, the first episode. I think the mm-hmm. police officer who stops Joe yeah, yeah. Uh, was and an American was a soldier, soldier. Yeah, and then he's now a he's uh, now he's a police officer. And they're talking about you know, oh, they burned the bodies on Tuesdays, yeah. whatever it was. It was why? Why is there so much? <laughs> yeah, he gave a sandwich yeah. exactly. So uh, we've seen that 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 has happened in the past. Um, I guess it's possible. It adds a it's, lot. It's a huge character. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge character point. Yeah, I mean, I just assumed this whole time that he that he spoke German. I think personally now, I think that makes him weaker in my mind. I think, think that his, so? I think he's kind of spineless in the fact that he can waver like that. Yeah. That his resolve's not as strong as the resistance. Yeah. Whether willing to die for a simple idea. Right. Where, whereas he's like, ooh, my team lost. I'm going to switch teams. Right. <laughs> well, he's just, he's. I think he cares about family. I think that's... That's the most important thing to him. You know, he even says, like, I, I've done all this to protect my family. That's yeah. what he tells, tells Rudolph. Um, and I feel like it's, it's come up before this also. So if that's the case, now that Rudolph's in jeopardy, who he considered a brother, mm-hmm. now that his son is in jeopardy, especially, who is his son. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do there when all of a sudden it's, you put state first so that you could put family above yeah, it? Exactly. And then now those two things are in conflict. I, I see him, because of his spineless attitude by flipping over the war, I see him abandoning again, flip-flopping once again, and yeah. saving the kid. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that we've seen, with th- they, this episode gave us heart and John Smith that we've never seen before. Yeah. It showed compassion. They set it up earlier with VA Day celebration to show that he is a human and not yeah, just a monster. That could happen. I think this is the slow build to him flip-flopping as well. Yeah, he's become such a dynamic character. I mean, yeah. we, we, because we, initially, I guess I saw him as the face of the Nazi party. That's, that's what I yeah, yeah, within, within this show. And it's up to last episode. Yeah. <laughs> he's not that, he's not that way anymore. Maybe the introduction of Obes Group and Viewer is so that we can, um, Sort of put that, that on strong him. figure, yeah, so that we can put the face of the Nazi party on this guy instead he, of he's creepier. Like, yeah, he's, he definitely he is creepier. The, he definitely he fits nailed the bill. It. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great scene, though. Uh, and we see we see that um, his his what like first lieutenant or whatever that mm-hmm. guy is, I forget his title, um, knows exactly For sure how to serve. Yeah. yeah, knows exactly how to serve the copy to Opus Group and Führer. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I, I, have, I have a couple of theories I think as that to how he knows. In a situation like that where they've already doubted him mm-hmm. once, they were the dudes who got in the whole roundabout with Russian roulette in the basement, right. which is terrifying. Right, yeah. I think that you're in a situation where this guy comes out. I mean, John Smith is too observant 
Mm. And he's too speculative of everything going around around him to not think that that guy potentially could be the traitor. Right. Because in that meeting specifically, the conversation was the topic of, oh, you still haven't found your uh, traitor. Right. Huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. I would have found it. It pretty it, much it was like, I would have found yeah. my traitor. You know, like, you haven't found it yet. And the dude is doing something after basically being caught in a lie. Yes. So you're being, you're arguing, you know, you're being pride about this and you're like, well, I'm not sure. You're like, what's going on right here? Yeah. You know? How did you know exactly how <laughs> yeah. to serve him his coffee? Hmm. That's odd. And I was like, these are some interesting, like, these are some very Tarantino shots of sugar yeah. cubes and stuff. <laughs> I was like, there's something behind the sugar cubes. Long four cube shot. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's super, super interesting. Because That's a lot of sugar too. That was a lot of sugar. That's way too. It's like I, diabetes. But it's like, it's like, um, I actually kind of loved that because it was very much like the excess of like the upper regime mm-hmm. of uh, an autocratic party like yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's just you you can live in excess. <laughs> you can have the finest whatever you want. You can have you can have four sugars. Yeah. It's like the commodities are easily accessible to you. Uh, I think I don't know. I, I guess I could save it for predictions, but no, nah, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that um, this that the. Um, giving away the route for the the threat on Obergroup and Fuhrer's mm-hmm. life was an inside job. Like, I think it was... I think it, I think was, it was this well. other guy. Like, I think it was the... Um, whatever his agency is. For whatever reason, they wanted to take out John Smith. Yeah. And that's... Now he has to deal with that. He's got a lot to deal with right now. <laughs> I, think it, I think it comes back to... The, I think that's a perfect uh, reflection on what we were talking about earlier, though. Mm-hmm. If... They're the German party, there's obviously the harmony is not there right, within yeah. the German party. So there's a little bit of disruption going on within the ranks because he's assassination attempt on John. Right. But then right. we see Heinrich come in and he's a little condescending and almost like he doesn't look at John as like he's a true German. Right. Oh, you he don't doesn't. speak German. Does he that doesn't. keep him behind? So maybe it's these pure Germans that believe that the ranks should yeah. be cleared and they're the ones who still look at John as you know, let's go with Harry Potter reference, a half-blood. Right, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> the, well. he's the mud-blood. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Oh, gosh, okay, well, I, you know, I, he's going to have a big next episode. Yeah. I think, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a lot to work out at home, at, at the office. <laughs> at um, the office. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about Rudolph a little bit, so I'd like to, to throw back. I caught a little a little something between Juliana and Tagomi mm-hmm. uh, on the other side, back in San Francisco. Um, we, we have... Uh, so so Juliana comes in, talks to Tagomi for a minute, and he's asks her, he has like an assignment for mm-hmm. her. And the assignment is that there's a general coming in to look at uranium deposits. Oh, yeah. Right? Can you help? Because she's done some mm-hmm. ge- geology in her past. Yeah, studied uh, geography and something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, will you, you know, help figure out where these deposits are <laughs> and stuff? That was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. Yeah. Which explains why I feel like Tagomi knows something. Like the last few episodes, it seems like Tagomi knows something. You know what I mean? He knows something else is going on. And all of a sudden, you have this general coming in looking for uranium deposits. Wonder what that could be <laughs> for, you know? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's not making some jade necklace. They're making a bomb. Like, yeah, they're exactly. They're making a bomb. They're making a bomb. And Tagomi gave her in the previous episode gave her the address to find her sister right yes and so he knows that her sister was a resistance member yeah. does he yeah, because his assistant right no he informed, does he does, yes, he does. So they know that, and he was like oh it's fine you know yeah. don't worry about it I'll keep my eye on her type of right, situation right, right. 
So these, I think that he's kind of doing a testing ground to mm. see what he can learn from her. And when he, she didn't return, yeah. she never came back last night. He wasn't surprised. He's like, no, no, she never came back. Like you can see, there was some. Did you think? Do you think he wasn't? Because it seemed like he seemed sad. I think he was disappointed. Because he was. I, I thought he was very sad. But she's returning. Yeah, she's returning. There's no way well, she's she, going to get on a bus and leave. She has an attachment to him too. Yeah. I mean, she felt bad when when Frank said, "Hey, we're going to we're leaving now. We're leaving yeah. tonight." She was like, "No, there's this Japanese man who's very kind to me." Like she, there's a connection. <laughs> There, which I love, I love for whatever reason. Like I love the, their relationship, um, but but the uranium deposits. I just think that um, Rudolph. That was the film. That yeah. he, it was there was plans for the bomb, and I mean, then yeah, and huge info. Oh, I mean, God, the, the biggest uraniums coming into town. Would yeah. you mind? Uh, like, you well, should not be sharing that. Yeah, with this exactly. Woman. <laughs> like, why? That's a huge show of trust, and yeah. I just I don't know. Even as much as he trusts her, I don't know if I would trust her with that. You know, well, she didn't even bring it up. Yeah. So much leads me to believe maybe she doesn't know that how yeah. bomb, the bombs are made because you think she met with the resistance after finding out that information. That's true. I'd be like, oh, hey, postscript. Also, just so you know, guys coming in to find uranium. Like, so I think that the Japanese be, are building a bomb. It could be a kind of a big deal, guys. Which actually, I think would be a, a, a good thing for the resistance. I think that the maybe I, well, I think their power we'll, equating to the Nazis. yeah, exactly. Because what you don't want if you have two big powers, you can play them off each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you just have one monogamy, yeah. like just not not. not uh, Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's it. Like a monopoly, silver, omnipresent, I think was the word yeah. I was looking for. Government, where it's just like they control everything. There's no way out. Oh, yeah. There's no way to leave like Nazi-controlled territory. It all of a sudden gets a lot more difficult to deal with that uh, as insurgents. Um, yeah, I think that 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 was a big oversight. She really should have said something to resistance members. <laughs> Either that or she just doesn't know. But I also, I feel like she's not leaving. And to no, go meet... she's leaving. To, to speak to him, why he might have trusted her, I just had the thought that he did... He has been doing, like, some subversive stuff thus far. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was working with Rudolph, and he was... Again, it really seems like, to the benefit of his nation, like, it really seems like... It really seems like in that... In that between him and Rudolph... Like, Tagomi had everything to gain, and Rudolph had absolutely nothing to gain from yeah. that scenario. You know, other than the fact that his world is is unbearable for him. So but the with speaking, of you did that your relationship mm-hmm. between Rudolph and Tagomi just sparked uh, me remembering the fact that remember when the the whole purpose of Rudolph was mm-hmm. to get those plans, and we had those pictures of the plans we were showing earlier. Mm-hmm. It is of a chemical compound, which yes. looked like we suspected it may be how to build a bomb. Yes. So Tagomi is bringing in this scientist to find the uranium deposits. For him, as a positive. It's not an, a negative issue. Right. Like, I was thinking that's something that he would be avoiding, but this is his plan coming to fruition. It seems like this is which, what's yeah. his plan all along. So he kind of wants... It's almost like he likes the fact, at least I took it this way, that he might like the fact that she's a resistance mm-hmm. member because she's not adhering to the Japanese state, just like he's not. Yeah. But but also, like, here's the thing. If you're the emperor of Japan, are you going to be pissed off if you find out, like, oh, my trade minister, like, secured this... Atomic bomb. Yeah, secured, like, the, the biggest technological advancement, weapon weaponry, at least, related, in my lifetime or yeah. yours, that this thing happened, this weapon was made, and ended this enormous war. What, like, why... Oh, you got this? Awesome. Like, there would be no scolding. It would we just be, go into a Cold War stance now, though. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you know... I, I, you know, I'm not saying that, like... <laughs> that a lot of nuclear bombs are a good thing yeah. by any means but as of right now the Nazis are the only ones that have the technology yeah, like you were saying you're right it's great yeah. for the Japanese that's exactly what they right. need you know, so right I don't know it's just the whole the gift on a situation platter. is getting more <laughs> yeah right on a, on a film platter 
it's getting a lot more tenuous. I really want to know what's in the film that the resistance wants, you know. And when he opened, so we go afterwards. We we see the you know what transpires with Juliana, mm. and so they go to the location. She finds out from her stepdad. Oh, you got to get out. They, everybody knows about the the plot to get the film, right? And so she has to, she can't get the uranium. So she asks, she's like, "Oh, I can't meet the old man to get the uranium." Yeah, and she's got to go save Joe. Right. And the interesting situation with that, um, that scene is they're in there and they go to the bar. Everybody's converging on one location, and he opens the film to check that he has it. Right. Two things. My first thought was, she said, "Leave your coat," you know, and then they'll put the film and leave the money and put the film. And they'll swap it out. Yeah. I don't have any coats that are big enough to hold a film, a like, film? Yeah. like in their pocket without someone seeing a giant, yeah. a giant film. I, I thought she said the lining, like they were going to sew it into the lining. But oh, it, is that what well, they did? I, that's what I thought. But it didn't look because like he, he took, took it into the lining. Yeah, it yeah. looked like he got it from a pocket because it wasn't. There was no ripping of the coat to yeah. get to the film. She's like just, a little seamstress. One minute I'll have your coat. Yeah, just, <laughs> how long was he in there? How long did they say? They just had a drink, so he yeah. had a beer. It looked like a red stripe. Okay, yeah. good, good for him. I'm glad. I'm glad for red stripe. They're still in business. Yeah, they're still in business. Good for them. Yeah. We, he gets a film. We presume it's the film. And, but the film was... It, that was what I was going to get to next, is the film was so minuscule. When he small, opened up yeah. the container, the canister, it wasn't a full reel of film. Right. So maybe the fact is, is there are chunks. Every one of these pe- are, is a piece to a greater film. Oh, interesting. So because whenever yeah. time they've opened it up, it's never been a full canister. It's always been something they've been rattling around, and it's a small couple film strips in there. Right. So I'm thinking maybe it's, this is something they're going to have to glue together to create whatever this revolutionary... You know. That's interesting. Well, it also means that like if you... If if you're missing just one of these, that's a big deal. Exactly. You know yeah, what I mean? Puzzle. If you're missing any piece of this, that's horrible because you need all of it for it to be cohesive yeah. to make any sense, I guess. Oh, the more the more the better. But And it would go in tangent with the idea that it's difficult to you know, they have to transport these films across the country and just like anything that you're trying to procure in a state like this where you're mm. subservient to everybody around you, you can only do it in piecemeal. You can't. Yeah. I'm, we're going to shoot this big production. Like, when they shoot it, they're probably guerrilla shooting, doing whatever they can right, in small yeah. situations. Or where, with the film, releasing well, I, it in small I'm still, batches. I'm still just not convinced that they're shooting this live. Like, I'm, I'm not convinced. You think it's that, historical footage? I think it's just, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it just doesn't look, from the little bits that we've seen of it, like in the pilot episode, it just does not look, it looks like, well, real stuff because we've seen it like, yeah exactly I mean uh, yeah. I guess that's true I guess yeah. it could be and it's just it actually is historical footage yeah. in real life so it looks that way that it is real because it is real yeah. um, maybe th- that seems also I don't know that kind of seems lazy it seems like they would and if they, they wanted it to lazy. seem like it wasn't real they would have just shot some sure. fake yeah, footage exactly. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. that doesn't look like it was real I don't know if they just would have used the stock World War II victory footage I mean they even had a newspaper that said that he was re- when John Smith was at the table reading it it said celebrations on VA day and it was yeah. like like they're printing newspapers so like you were saying they probably weren't lackluster when it came to yeah that's true we'll just yeah. use old archive footage yeah, exactly, like, don't, exactly. <laughs> don't worry about they're it they're doing a lot of work for that uh, I don't know that final scene though was was awesome it was Really intense. We have Frank. He gets the mm-hmm. film. He he leaves. The the Kempe Tai show up, and then he they run through an alley. Him and Julianic. Oh, because she's there now. This, no. And with the other two <laughs> resistance people, it's just a hodgepodge. They run through the alley, and then a black car pulls up, and people with guns get out and put them in the black car. End of episode. Yeah. So who do we think? 
Do we think? Yeah, okay. I, thought so. I, yeah. I think it's the, the car Yakuza. was too nice. It was a nice car. Yeah. It was a gorgeous car. Yeah. Like, for real, I would I would love that car. It's like a it looks like kind of like a Bentley, but um, oh, yeah. old maybe an old Rolls Royce. Yeah, it looks like an old Rolls Royce. That's exactly. Uh, God, it's sleek and black. And oh yeah, just very very mafia. Not the way I would like to ride. No, know, sure. At gunpoint. You yeah, know, yeah. But, no, no. But, but it was definitely super interesting seeing that, that, that come out. Thought in the back of your head would still be like, well, this is this is nice though. This is like a very nice car. Yeah, like, like, I might die. I don't want to be here, but the leather in here is just. Wow. Yeah. If, I'm gonna, real? if I'm gonna die in a car, <laughs> at least it's this car. It's a Rolls Royce. That's good. Yeah. See, look at you're you're a glass half full type of guy. I guess you know if, if you know. I think in this world you have to be. You have no other choice. <laughs> you guys take Third Street is faster. You're like yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks yeah. for the note. You're yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Um, I think let's. We have just a couple minutes left, so let's go ahead and go into predictions. Okay, let's bring that music on. And now you're after Buzz TV. Yes. Predictions. All right, prediction. Lay it on me. Uh, I'm going to predict about why why the Yakuza showed up. Mm -hmm. Because it's a situation where the it's unfolding. They already got they want an easy transaction for them, but they go back to the bar and put them in. So is are they? My prediction is that they're trying to double down, or now they're actually the yakuza is intrigued at the potential profit of this film because the yakuza saw what everybody was doing to get it. Right. So now they're thinking, oh well, one hundred and fifty yen, thousand yen. That's not nearly like. There's a lot of people showed up trying to get this film. Like, right. This, this yeah, is a yeah. huge thing. Let's get involved. So I think we're going to get to see the yakuza and actually like or, organized crime get more integrated into our storyline moving forward. I I hope so. I I really hope so. Um. I I think that uh, I don't know. I think that it's interesting because the first thing I thought was the first thing I thought was mm-hmm. oh they're screwed. Then I immediately was like no no, no I think that they're probably going to get out of this fine because the yakuza the campaign tie pissed off the yakuza yeah. is what it seems like. So the yakuza would have an interest in screwing them over. Yeah. Just it seems sort of like I don't know. It seems like organized crime has that. There's a lot of about like reputation. Probably like yeah, yeah, probably not. It's like if I say that it's going to be this way, if I make <laughs> this deal, like it's going to be that yeah. way because I can. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that I would like them to get more involved because, A, mm-hmm. I think that's crazy interesting, and, B, I think what an awesome, at least sort of sometimes ally that might be for the yeah. resistance. Um, I, I predict that um, I predict that John Smith is not going to kill his son. I predict, yeah, I, I, I I'll predict agree with that. You. But I, I predict that his wife will. Ooh, his wife is dark. She's yeah. sadistic. <laughs> I predict that that she will that she will pick up the reins and do it if she has to. That's a bold prediction. Um, I like yeah. that. That's we'll, we'll good. See. That's we'll see. It's at least interesting, I think. But who knows if it'll actually happen? But I just think that that's just on, based on the glimpses yeah. that we've seen. It seems like that's a perfect opportunity for him to waver and then for her to to pick up the slack and do it. So. Ooh, but that mother's protection. That's that's a yeah. hard thing to break. Yeah, it's a really hard thing to break. I mean, but she even says like, you know, it's I'm so glad we live in a state where they're not allowed to suffer. But he said that type of thing too prior to actually being presented sure, with exactly. the issue. So. But I mean, that's a bold prediction. I like it. I think yeah. it's good. I think this is definitely a, a juicy thing to come forward. Awesome. If it does, I'm going to be sitting there going, dang, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, was a, a dark and accurate prediction. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have two more episodes. Uh, I, I don't know about you. At the end of this one, I was like, gosh, I just want to watch episode yeah. nine. But I can't because we'll be back next week with another episode of Man in the High Castle here mm-hmm. at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in tonight. My name is Taylor Bolt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TayBolt. That's T-A-Y-B-O-L-D-T. Or on Instagram at T-Bolt, also B-O-L-D-T. And I'm here with Keith W. Black. Yeah, and you can find me all over the internet at Keith 
W Black. Go ahead and comment on the YouTube, and we'll get back to you and iTunes and all that other Twitter and all those. Yeah, please follow After Buzz on YouTube. Uh, follow us. We have our, our podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you want to leave us a review, we would absolutely love that. Uh, either way, we will see you next week. Thank you guys very much, Thank and take much. care. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.